Secure Financial Advisors, a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full informed investment decision. This is your money, your wealth on Talk Radio 760 KFMV. Now, here's Joe Anderson and Big Al Clopine. Hey, a little bit after the hour. Good morning, everyone. The show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. My name's Joe Anderson, certified financial planner uh, with Big Al Clopine. He's a CPA. Thanks for tuning in for the next uh, few hours here talking about retirement planning, tax planning. Uh, we can get into the markets. How about uh, in NERP, N-I-R-P? NERP. I don't know them. That is called negative interest rate policy. Okay. All right. That's so we a- can... That's a new one, Janet Yellen talking about that. We right? can talk a little bit about what the heck is going on with interest rates. Can they go negative? Right. Uh, for years, we thought maybe yeah. the standard. I think uh, what did I read zero. a couple weeks ago? Did I read that Japan went, went negative interest rates? Uh, yeah, a few other co- uh, countries have yeah. gone negative yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, and so we can uh, discuss that and what you should be doing uh, because there's a lot of things out there that are. Freaking some people out, to say the least. Uh, markets rebounded nicely on Friday, but still down uh, for the week and still significantly down for the year. And so we're halfway through February. Yes. And so 2016 is not turning out to be a phenomenal year by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, at least not at the gates. Huh? You know, it's funny. I was talking to a, uh individual at our firm, and he mentors other advisors. And so he's a young advisor, and he works for a pretty big company in uh, Southern California. Right. And so, um, so he's like, okay, well, you know, what, um, how, how, what, what are you discussing with your clients? You know, given the recent, you know, downturn in, in the overall markets. And he's like, well, funny you ask, because we're very proactive. Yes. I said, tell me more. I'd like to learn a little, right. a little bit about what strategies yeah. that your firm is doing. How sure. proactive are you? So they said, yeah, we um, cut our um, equity positions significantly. Oh. They're tactical. So I'm like, okay, all right. Well, here's what the I, I think our our radio audience, I think hopefully if they've listened to us over the last ten years, probably have a better understanding how markets work than most. Right? If they pay attention, which they probably, you know, it's pretty hard to pay attention to us. Are you suggesting people listen to every show every time? No, not even no. Not even well, well, yeah, we only have four listeners, and I think those four are too. <laughs> those, those are really dedicated. Down, yeah, they know they they know this stuff. Um, but here's what they're doing. When, all right, let, because let's say if I'm losing money in the overall markets, my emotions will definitely take over at some point, and I will start creating some anxiety because I'm looking at either a retirement. Tra- I, I mean, it doesn't matter really how old you are. Um, you know, if you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, no one likes to lose money. But here's what they're forgetting: is that just because the balance of your overall portfolio goes down. That doesn't necessarily mean you lost money. That's volatility. That is normal in any type of market cycle, right? We've had a great bull run in the overall markets for many, many years, since 2009, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, right? That's a pretty good run. 220 some odd percent rate of return the overall market gave us since 2008. Now we get a little bit of a pullback. And But if you think of it, now when, when the market goes down, Alan, people tend to focus more on the negativity. But when the market was up 20%, 30% a few years ago, there was still negativity in the overall markets, but people choose not to necessarily focus so much on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly right, Joe. And I think 
We talk about this a lot, but I think clearly you've got to have the right investment strategy for you. And that takes a little bit of energy and effort. But once you figure that out, you want to stick with it. You want to be patient. And I'll give you just a little example. I mean, we've had some couple bad periods here in the last 15 years. In 2001, the S&P lost almost 12%. 2002, it lost 21%. But then what happened to those patient investors, right? 2003, it went up 29%. 2004, 11%. Another 5% in, in the following year, 16% the year after that, and another 6% after that. And the numbers are even more dramatic when you look at the Great Recession. Now, we went down a lot, but as you just said, the market came back over 200% over maybe a, a five, six-year period for those patient investors. And now is no different than any other time. you got to have the right investment strategy, and you need to be disciplined to stay in it and have a long-term focus. Here's the tactical moves that people should be using right now in this volatile market. Rebalancing your portfolio. Yeah. Not getting out of equities, buying more equities because your equity position in your portfolio has already gone down 10%. So you need to get the balance correct for your goals. So what are you doing? Now you're buying low instead of selling high, right? Or, 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 or um, buying, you, you want to buy when the market is low, yes. right? And you want to sell when the market is high, given your overall allocation. Right. Makes sense. Everyone's heard that before. Yeah. Buy low, sell high. Yeah. Buy low, sell high. Yeah. But what is this money manager doing, right, that manages hundreds of millions of dollars for his clients, and now they're taking more equities off the table when the market is low? They're doing the exact opposite of what they should be doing. So they're selling low, and then they'll, he'll get back in the market. When, when the it, market's back up. Right. Hey, but, but a client, let's say, is saying, hey, you know what? we got to be doing something here. I don't want to lose any more money. Oh, no problem. You know what? We'll just cut off some of the equity exposure. Well, that individual probably, A, does not understand how markets work or is already taking on way too much risk in the portfolio to begin with. Because if you're working with just a straight money manager and not necessarily working with someone that understands your overall financial picture of how much money that you need to generate from the portfolio, what's your tax situation, what is your other fixed income sources, what's your time frame, that's what you have to look at, not necessarily here, let's just try to get the highest rate of return possible for you. And let me buy and sell and we'll get into the markets, out of the markets and everything else. No one has that information because the market is forward looking. Everything that everyone knows right now today is already priced in. They're already looking forward. They're saying, yeah, things don't look very good in the future. So that's why it's already priced in today. If things get worse on Monday, well, then it will drop a little bit more. If things look okay or if things stay the status quo, guess what happens? The market will go up. So it... By looking at trying to time all of this, I think this is where people fail. And this is where I think some of the professionals, they're failing their clients, in my opinion. Because A, they, the, the clients might be taking on too much risk that they should be taking in the first place. And then A, you're probably doing the exact opposite of what you should be doing right now. Another thing that you should be doing is tax loss harvesting, right? So you want to harvest some of the losses if you have down positions. Sell those, buy something similar to take those losses on your tax return. Roth IRA conversions is a perfect time to be doing it right now because the balance is down 10%. You convert that, all of your if the mar when the market rebounds, all of that growth, all that recovery is yours tax-free. I mean, we're, we're going to go on and on and on about all the different um, things that you should be doing, even though it's counterintuitive of what your emotions are telling you. And we've talked about this for years, but I know it's hard to do because emotions are a very powerful thing. You know, because then all of a sudden it's like, well, what's the biggest obstacle that could keep you from retiring successfully? What, I mean, what do you think it is? Is it the volatility in the stock market? Is it the never-ending record low interest rates? Is it the global chaos? 
It's actually none of these. The biggest obstacle that could prevent you from retiring successfully is actually you. You could be your own worst enemy or maybe the professional that you're working with. Let me explain. An article out of Forbes magazine reveals that 81% of Americans failed a basic financial literacy test. 81% completely failed. 13% earned a D. Only 6% had a B or C. Nobody, not one person received an A. But it gets worse. 97% of the people in this research study stated that they were very knowledgeable or at least somewhat knowledgeable about saving for a comfortable retirement. So the takeaway here is virtually everyone thinks they know how to plan for retirement. But in reality, only about 6% have a clue. 6%, Big Al. Not very many. Planning for your retirement can be scary, right? But when you think you know what you're doing and you really don't, the final outcome could be really scary. It is possible you overestimated your financial know-how. Do you really know what needs to be done with your Social Security benefits, taxes, withdrawal strategies, risk diversification, income, and inflation? According to the survey of, in Forbes, it's very likely, unfortunately, uh, that many people don't know. So what we want to get into is we'll talk about the study. Big Al actually took the study. I sure 38 did. questions. Yeah. Took him four hours. <laughs> Open book. We'll see what Big Al's um, overall. Let's see how I did. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm very anxious uh, to see how Big Al actually did. Um, so, you know, I, I get it. This time, uh, it, it's a little tricky right now, um, and it's especially tricky when you're getting ready to retire. Uh, but as we've discovered, you know, most people really don't know or have any idea what to do when they plan for retirement. Uh, they think they have a, a retirement game plan, uh, but there's probably some gaping holes in it. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back in just a second. Show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. This is Your Money, Your Wealth on Talk Radio 760 KFMB. Hey, welcome back to the program. Show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. Uh, my name's Joe Anderson. I'm a certified financial planner with Big Al Quilpine. He's a CPA. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, uh, go to our website if you'd like at purefinancial.com, purefinancial.com. Uh, last week, we talked about Social Security strategies that there's some deadlines coming right around the corner. Uh, if you want to learn more, I did a hour-long webinar that will be airing um, next week, I believe. Um, go to our website at purefinancial slash social security, purefinancial slash Social Security to register for the webinar. It doesn't cost you a dime. You can sit right there in the comfort of your own home. Um, and then there's replays and everything else. So that's uh, we're, we're trying to get a lot more information education out to you. Um, in a webinar format, it's a little bit easier because we can do graphs and charts and things like that versus on the radio when we're trying to explain somewhat complex um, issues here. So go to Pure Financial uh, slash Social Security or just go to purefinancial.com. Uh, you'll be able to get there um, very, very easily. Okay, uh, Forbes, Alan, yes. did a study. Well, they did. Um, and, and so Forbes is, is they're talking about this, this uh, literacy quiz that the American College of Financial Services put out. And I decided to take it myself. And there's 38 questions. I actually, yeah, I, I, took a few of the, I took a few of the questions last night. I ran out of time. And so I, I took it uh, on Friday uh, actually, you know what I did? Uh, Friday morning, I decided to take it. I, I did it really quickly. I just read the question, did the answer, boom, on to the next one. I didn't really spend a lot of time thinking about it. And I did get in the top 1%. I wasn't perfect. Wow. 38 questions. I missed three. Top so, 1%. So I got, yeah, I got, I got uh, 35 out of 38. And this is telling me 
they did a summary on it. So they're saying that if you got between 91 and 100% correct, that's less than 1% of all participants. So I feel good about that. So I'm in the top 1%, at least in this quiz. Then from 81 to 90%, that's a 1%. 71 to 80% is 5%, and 61% to 70 is 14, which is typically 60%, Joe. That's usually where a D happens. F is below that. So F score fail was 80% of the participants. And what's, what's inter interesting about this is a lot of folks that took the test were very confident in, um, in their abilities to, to retire um, uh, you know, successfully. Successful, yeah, and you know, just to give people some idea, is that you know they survey um, individuals, um, the majority of them were 60 to 75, uh, that had over $100,000, and so it's not like all right, well let's survey you know people in their 20s. Right. Yeah. You know, let, let's talk to individuals that have saved money, that have accumulated some assets, and just to make sure that um, they understand really all the ins and outs of all this stuff. Yeah. Exactly. So. Joe, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. All right. we, we, we won't go through all 38. It's not that interesting. But let's, let's just do maybe the first two or three or four, whatever. So here's the first question. Uh, please choose the response below that best completes this statement. Hmm. If you had a diversified portfolio of 50% stocks and 50% bonds that was worth $100,000 in retirement, okay. based upon historical returns in the United States, the most you could afford to withdraw is... 2,000, 4,000, 6,000, 8,000, plus inflation each year to have a 95% chance your assets will last for 30 years. You got $100,000, you can take out 2,000, 4,000, 6,000, 8,000. Well, you can definitely take out 2,000. That's yeah. a 2% distribution rate, so yes. you can do that. Um, what, I, I guess the sustainable distribution rate, uh, Bill Bingham, um, right here in El Cajon, yes. um, came up with the 4% distribution rate. Uh, so that's $4,000 on 100000 bucks if you had the right mix and you said 50-50. 50-50 based upon historical returns. Yes, I would say 4000 4, and 2000 you could take out of the overall portfolio and that would last you over 30 years, yes. hypothetically. And, and that is correct. And, and I will say, and we've talked about this before, that is a rule of thumb that is, doesn't work for everybody. Some people can take more, some people less. It depends, in, it depends upon their investments. It depends upon all kinds of things. Right, and, and so here's a good point to that, Alan. I'm gonna piggyback because I think what people need to do when they approach retirement is do a dry run. Yeah. And, and it, here's a quick example. Let's say I wanna retire in the next couple of years. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a look at, okay, well here, here's what my social security benefits are. So you can get a guesstimate at your ssa.gov, um, right. go type in, get your social security benefit statement there. That will give you an idea of you and if you're married, you and your spouse's social security, roughly. If you have a pension, Take a look at what your pension amount's going to be. If you have any other fixed income sources, maybe you have a real estate portfolio, add that in. So you look at your fixed income. So maybe all of my uh, fixed income plus my spouse's is $50,000. So then I have a $100,000 portfolio that's in my 401k. So given that example, if you don't want to pull out any more than 4%, well, that's $4,000. So I take the $50,000 of fixed income. Now I take $4,000 from my portfolio. So that's 54,000 bucks. That is my income. If I'm spending 100, I, right, I'm gonna have to cut my living expenses in half just about in retirement. 
So this is a good dry run through to see, all right, hey, can I really retire in the next couple of years? Because people jump into retirement because, hey, I, I reached a certain age. I'm 62, I'm 65, I'm 66. I should be retired. But they don't necessarily have the assets. People are still working in their you know, late 60s when they could have retired in their late 50s. So this is a good dry run through, at least to get you in the right area code, if you will, uh, to see if you can retire. I, I think that's exactly right, Joe. And, and of course, one of the factors is, is what age you retire. If you retire at 50, you're probably going to have to have a lower distribution than if you retire at age 70, just simply because your life expectancy is longer. Here's another one, Joe, and it's kind of related. Please choose the response below that best completes this statement. To maximize the withdrawal rate from a portfolio over a 30-year retirement period, it's best to hold, and there's a percentage, in equities throughout retirement. Zero to 10, 25 to 35%, 50 to 60, 90 to 100 I'm looking, uh, so I'm approaching retirement. I need to know what percentage of equities that I should have in my overall portfolio. Yeah, you got a 30-year retirement period ahead of you to max to maximize that 4% withdrawal rate, okay? What percentage of equities do you need? Zero to 10, 25 to 35, 50 to 60, 90 to 100. 50 to 60. Correct. Yeah. So you want 50% or 60% equity, 60-40 split, 60% equities, 40% fixed income. And again, that's kind of a rule of thumb. It sure is. I mean, there's... Because it depends on what kind of bonds people hold. So we're going to talk about negative interest rates here in a second. And so when you look at interest rates, interest rates go up, bond prices go down. And so you got term risk, you got credit risk. And so if you have, let's say, high yield junk bonds, and then that's your bond portfolio, well, they act almost like a stock. Because now your bonds are going to go down, your stocks are going to go down, and you're still pulling that 4% out, you're going to blow yourself up. Yeah, and, and, we're, and we're seeing that right now, Joe. Uh, yeah, yes, most definitely we are. I mean, Alan, the, the, the most important investment you can absolutely make, right, is first of all, you want to take this quiz just to make sure that you're where, where, where you're at, right? See if you can but it's, get it's knowledge, it's information, it's education, it's an investment in yourself. You got to take another break. Show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. We'll be back in just a second. Now back to your money, your wealth on Talk Radio 760 KFMB. Hey, welcome back to the program. Show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. Uh, my name's Joe Anderson. I'm a certified financial planner with Big Al Clopine. He's a CPA. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, check us out online at purefinancial.com, purefinancial.com. We're playing Stump the Schwab. <laughs> we are. You know, Remember I, when we used to what, what, stump Big Al? Yeah. We get, what, Never um, happened, did it? Well, I think that <laughs> What was his name? He would call in, and then it was about some crazy foreign commodity yeah, that tax. Was, that, that was John from Coronado. There we go. Remember? Yes, I do remember. <laughs> I remember it because he stumped me. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. That was yeah. it. Yeah, that was it. That was it. a great segment. Anyway, Joe, we're talking uh, about the uh, a quiz that was developed by the American College of Financial Services. And unfortunately, about 80% of you guys failed the quiz. In other words, you got less than 60% of the answers correct. And these are actually pretty important questions to be able to make sure that you can su successfully retire. We talked a couple segments ago, or last segment, I guess, about um, safe withdrawal rate. You got $100,000. How much can you pull from that portfolio each and every year uh, to last for 30 years? Well, about $4,000. That's the 4% rule. Uh, it's not a perfect rule, but at least it's a starting point. And then we also talked about what kind of investment allocation should you have in that 30-year period. Well, probably between 50 and 60% equities. So how about this, Joe? Here's a question. A 65-year-old man has an average life expectancy of approximately an additional 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 25, or don't know. 
You really don't know. I mean, I need to do a, an examination. <laughs> no, I'm not saying you. I'm saying the average, the, the, an average 65-year-old man. Well, I, the, well, the life expectancy for an average 65-year-old man is like 82 years of age. Um, so what? what is that? Less than 20. <laughs> I think the well, I mean, it depends on the life expectancy tables that you're looking at. I know. Too. You're right. So 85 so, is, is the right answer. 85, so that's 20 years? I would say 20 years. I know okay. for a fact that's the right answer. Yeah. But even though that quiz might say something different. No, you're correct. Oh, okay. And I, I struggle with that, too, because I've, I've seen ones that say 82 as well as 84. Because so, females live anywhere from three to five years longer than males exactly. on average. Yeah, right? it's, the last one that I saw said a 65-year-old man would live to about 84 and a woman to 88 yeah. and, and a few months. So this is quoting uh, probably the same thing we looked at. It's 84.3. So in other words, 20 years, and a female lives to 88 and 88 and a half, whatever, something like that. But interestingly enough, Joe, when you have a husband and wife together, joint life expectancy is over 90 years. Yeah, but th- that's with the technology today, too. I know. That's, that's where you we're know, at I mean, right now. 20 years from now, do you think Could that be we're going uh, yeah, yeah. to be flying around? Yeah. Right? Jackpack. <laughs> yeah, I've been waiting. I've been watch- I watched the Jetsons when I was a kid. It's going to happen. It's going to happen? It yeah. is. All right. <laughs> Good. All right. Very good. Uh, I struggle with that a little bit, too, because I was, I was trying to think, I wonder what survey, I wonder what table they're looking at. How about this? Uh, which of the following types of long-term bonds typically have the highest yield? AAA rate corporate bonds, B-rated corporate bonds, treasury bonds. What has the highest yield highest would be yield. Um, the lowest quality. So out of that example would be a triple B. Yeah, the B-rated corporate bonds. That's right. And it's interesting. So people don't really realize. So a triple A bond is safer, but you're going to get less return, return. Right? A B bond or triple B or whatever it is, higher return, but not as safe. Right. If you want a high-octane returning bond portfolio, I'll go really long and then go really junk in quality, really terrible companies right? that are going to file bankruptcy any minute. <laughs> Right, and then say, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to lend my money to you for 30 years. Right? right, that will give you the highest rate of return. Right, but how long is that return going to last? Yeah, exactly. Right. So risk and return are related. To, to... All right, I'll, I'll digress. I, I was going to tell you another story, but <laughs> okay, you can if you want. No, go ahead. All right, okay. Here's one. You you can do this in your sleep, Joe. So let's pause to see if our listeners know the answer. In order to avoid a penalty tax, distributions from an IRA must begin. For the year in which you attain age, 55, 59 and a half, 65, or 70 and a half. You guys know that answer? Because there's a lot of confusion out there, and a lot of people miss this question, Joe. A lot of people miss that question. Mm -hmm. So what age do I need to be to take withdrawals out of my retirement account to avoid a penalty? No. To, To avoid the penalty tax, distributions from an IRA must begin for the year in which you attain age Seventy and a half. Seventy and a half, of course. Yeah, yeah required distribution. Yeah. And if you don't take your required distribution, it's a fifty percent tax penalty. Uh, exactly. Fifty yeah. five zero. Yeah, which seems ridiculous. So you got, uh, I don't know, you got a million dollar IRA. So your first year, it's got to be about what thirty seven, thirty eight thousand dollars, give or take, something like that. That's call it forty. Your, call it forty. We'll round it up to forty thousand dollars. Okay. You forget to take it because you didn't know that rule. You didn't listen to this show, so <laughs> yes, you, you exactly. missed out on it, right? Cost so, you twenty grand. Yeah. $20,000 penalty, and you got to withdraw that 40000 anyway and pay tax on it. So you got to pull 40000 then you got to pull another 20000 so that's 60, then pay tax on the 60. That's right. That's right. And then you got to do it again next year. <laughs> you, never, you never catch up. Now, I will say if that happened to you, 
the IRS is somewhat forgiving if you write a good um, a letter requesting waiver of the penalty. Talk to your professional on that. Don't just try to do it yourself. Because right, there's... and there's also a form that you want to fill out too. Yeah, yeah. Like forget it's like a seventy nine oh eight or something yeah, like that. I don't, I don't have the form. Yeah, but yeah, get some help if you do that. And chances are, if you do that right, you can get that penalty waived. How about this one? All right, this is a little trickier. You have to pay attention, Mr. Joseph. Okay. All right, which one of the following statements concerning the federal income tax treatment of distributions to a 65-year-old retiree is true? Okay, okay so let's just say that normally. Okay. 65-year-old <laughs> has a retirement account, and I'm figuring and out what? One, one of these statements is true. Okay. And the rest are false. All right. Okay, distributions from a traditional IRA prior to 70 and a half, will be subject to a 10% penalty tax? Um, if I'm 65, no. The 10% penalty um, only occurs if you're under 59 and a half. However, you can still take money out of your IRA accounts under 59 and a half and avoid the 10% penalty if you use a 72T tax election. Oh, wow. Look at you. You're going deep, aren't Let's you? Let's do this. <laughs> All right. Here's another one. All distributions from a traditional IRA created with tax-deductible contributions will be taxed at the long-term capital gains rate. No. Then yeah. that's another, you know, I get that too. It's like, okay, well, here, I, the IRAs, right? So what what is the tax rate on the IRAs? So, you know, I sold some mutual funds. I paid yeah, the long-term capital gain rate, capital which gain is 15%. No, it's all ordinary income. Anything that comes out of a retirement account that you took a deduction for is going to be paid full ordinary income tax and the state of California tax. Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay, again, how about this one? All distributions from a Roth IRA that have been maintained for... More than five years will be tax-free for a 65-year-old. Yes, true. There's a five-year clock when it comes to Roth IRAs. And so you can always pull money out of a Roth IRA uh, with, before the five years if you pull out your distributions, right? Or, or uh, your, contributions, your contributions, I should say. Exactly. So if I contribute to the Roth IRA over many, many years, uh, you know, or maybe three years, okay? And it's like, okay, well, here, I didn't hit the five-year clock, but I made $15,000 of contributions. You can always take those contributions out at any time, at any age. No taxes, no penalties. Their earnings need to season in that Roth IRA to 59 and a half or five years, whichever is longer. Yeah, absolutely. And when you when you do a uh, Roth conversion, if you're over 59 and a half, you can access those dollars right away. Oh, but, yeah, immediately. But if you're under 59 and a half, you got to wait five years or 59 and a half, whichever comes sooner. Right. So it's talk about complicated. It's no it's no wonder, Joe, that people they make mistakes all the time on this stuff. It's, Huge mistakes. It's it's crazy. And as a CPA, I, I would honestly say I've been thirty years plus in the business and it does amaze me how many people fail to get the message about tax planning until they make a mistake that costs them thousands of dollars. We've seen hundreds of thousands of dollars in mistakes and in, in actually a couple cases in the millions of dollars. It's just amazing. And these mistakes could have been avoided. And when this happens to folks, they finally get it. But here's the secret is to make sure you don't have to learn the lesson the hard way because you can save more in taxes than you think. But you must use a forward-looking tax-efficient strategy. I don't know how to say this any other way. You've got to look forward. You've got to figure out what is the best strategies for you on a year-by-year -year basis. All right, don't go anywhere. Uh, we'll be back in just a second. Show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. Now back to Your Money, Your Wealth on Talk Radio 760 KFMB. Hey, welcome back to the program. Show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. Uh, my name's Joe Anderson. I'm a certified financial planner. I'm with Big Al Clopeline. He is a CPA. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, you can always check us out on iTunes 
at Your Money or Wealth. Uh, just go to iTunes, or if you want to go to our website at purefinancial.com, purefinancial.com. We are one of the largest fee-only uh, registered investment advisory financial planning firm. Uh, we do comprehensive financial planning, and we also manage money. We manage about $1.3 billion of client assets, um, and we are very um, happy to be on the radio talking to you guys every single week about uh, financial planning. First time listening to the show, go to purefinancial.com. Big L's been a CPA for over 30 years. Um, I've been helping people with their financial planning needs for 18, close to 20. God, I'm freaking old. Al. You are. Remember when you used to say, man, Al, you're over 20 years. It's incredible. <laughs> now it's, once you get over 30, 30. you stop at that number. <laughs> I, I just, it's actually, uh, let's see if I think about it. I started with a CPA firm in 1982. So what is that? I guess that's 34 years. Thirty in the business years, and that doesn't even count my two years in private accounting out of college. Nineteen ninety-seven is when I started. That's when you started. Yep. Me, February nineteen eighty, my first year. Ugh, boy. <laughs> yeah, nineteen ninety-seven, just right out of college. Yeah, just right in. Oh, here's you're right. I'm like, you know how the market was in nineteen ninety-seven, nineteen ninety-eight, nineteen ninety-nine. Oh, it's incredible. I'm a genius. Everything you pick, everything. Hey, Dad, give me 20, you know, hey, I, I didn't have any clients. My father was my first client, gave me 10,000 bucks. Yep. Oh, yep. let me pick this. Looked. You doubled it. Oh, here you go. Look at that, 30% rate of return. Yep, a couple years later, I think it went down to like nothing. <laughs> so you lost your only client, your yeah. dad. <laughs> I mean, it was awful because you put, I mean, people, just, all right, I'm looking at, all right, well, here, let me do some research. Right. So I'm looking at past performance. Oh, look at this fund. It's up 102%. <laughs> dad. I got a great fund for you. It's a good one. And I think advisors still do this. It's crazy to me. And then I think individuals, because I ask people, I'm like, all right, well, how do you pick your investments? All right, here's your 401k plan. Yeah, you have a million bucks in it. How did you come up with the allocation? They're like, all right, well, here, no, I did some research. Okay, tell me more. What what does your research consist of? And I said, well, hold on. Let me see if I got this right. Because before you answer, I'm guessing this is what you did. You took a look at the funds that, you, that, that are available, and you looked at performance. Is that a fair assumption? Well, yeah, I want to get the, uh, that's how you, the best that's fund. That's how you figure it out. And I said, okay, well, let's talk about your bond portfolio real quickly. Is that, right? Let's say you have three different choices in your bond portfolio, right? And you look at the past 10-year performance of these bonds that you could have in your 401k plan or IRA or whatever that you choose. So one bond portfolio, right, or one bond fund over the last 10 years did 2%. Okay, another one did 4%. And then the last bond fund did 8% over the last 10 years. So you got 2%, 4%, or 8 Which one are you going to choose? Yeah, let's, let's take the 8 That sounds pretty good. Nine times out of 10, they say 8 Yeah. Well, yeah, the 2%, that's a dog. And I'm like, no, it has different characteristics. The 2% bond is a very short-term, high-quality bond fund. Right? So there's very little risk. The 8% bond fund is long-term junk quality. That's a high-yield bond. Right? So what are, you, what are you doing here? I mean, are you looking at very high-risk investment portfolio? Or are you looking for a balanced approach to make sure that you can accomplish your goals? Yeah. Because when people look at past performance, right, they, for some reason, they consistently think that, all oh, right, this asset class or this mutual fund is going to continue to perform the way it has. Right, right. That's exactly right. Another example, S&P 500, over a 10-year period, 2000 to 2010, actually went down in value. All right, so people got out of it. Forget it. It doesn't work. And then the last five, six years, it's gone through the roof. It's up, uh, what, 200%, whatever the percentage is for the last five years. And, and uh, right now, we have, we have a similar thing going on with value companies, small companies, emerging markets, Dogs, absolute dogs. They're awful. 
Small companies never invest in the value company. Yeah, Forget I, about it. I will tell you, those three asset classes over the long term historically outperform other asset classes. When would you Most. rather buy them? <laughs> when they're down. <laughs> this is the time, right? And we're not telling you to market time because that doesn't work. But it's just be sensible about what you're doing. Joe, I'm going to go back to our, our quiz from the American College of Financial Services. and They gave this quiz to a bunch of people, and only 20% actually passed. And their definition of passing was you had to get um, – you had to get 60% of the questions right. So only two out of 10 got 60% right. So how about you? Let's ask you a couple questions, see if you know these I'm answers. I'm killing it right now. Well, you are killing it. You're 100%. I haven't good. given you the ones that I missed. I'll have to try that in another segment. All right. Okay, an individual who is age 75 can still make a Roth IRA contribution if he or she has earnings from work and does not exceed the earnings limit. That is correct. That is correct. There is no age limitation. So here's the thing is that there is an age limitation on IRAs. So after 70 and a half, you can no longer contribute to an IRA. However, if you're over 70 and a half, you can still contribute to your employer-sponsored plan, 401k, 403b, TSP. Uh, so looking at that, it's like, all right, well, why can't I contribute to an IRA if I'm still working? Why can I still, you know, I can't do an IRA, but I can still do a 401k. See, these whole rules and regulations when it comes to retirement plans, it's, re it's re re ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Absolutely right. Well, here's another one, Joe. Converting a portion of a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA is a good idea this year if you have a big tax deduction and your marginal tax rate is lower than normal. You have more taxable income than usual, and your marginal tax rate is higher than normal, or the value of your assets in your IRA have remained the same for 10 years. <laughs> if you missed that one, I'm killing you. <laughs> Here's the answer. All the above, in a sense, you convert now, right? I'm not saying to keep it, because you take a look, you convert it. Right, you let it grow. You don't have to make up your mind to see what happens to that until October of next year. And if you have significant growth, I don't care what tax bracket that you're in. You have to take a look at your effective tax rate at the end of the term. But for this quiz, yeah. it's like if I have lower income and big deductions yes, and all of that. Of other. course, that's the traditional answer. And, and so in other words, you're in a lower tax bracket this year than in the future. So you go ahead and convert. You fill up those lower brackets. And now you got money in a tax rate. You prepaid that tax while the tax rates were lower. That's, that's a no-brainer. But just like you said, Joe, it's a little bit more um, complicated than that and, and should be because there's a lot of great strategies. You might be in a pretty high tax bracket. You might be in EMT. Yeah, you convert $100,000 and your ta your federal and state tax is about 45000 So that's like, well, I don't want to do that. That's way too high. Well, when do you want to do your Roth conversions? It's when the market is down. The market has been down. In case you haven't paid attention the last few weeks, you do a Roth conversion now. Now you have till October of 2017 to decide, should I keep this or should I recharacterize it? If it stays 100000 or goes down, will you recharacterize it? Makes no sense. If it goes up to 150000 what are you paying tax on? You're paying tax on a hundred. So that $44,000, $45,000 tax is now compared to 150, not 100. That's a completely different effective tax rate. It is one of the best tax strategies available. So many, so few people know about it. I mean, imagine if your retirement game plan was just no longer about a number or just about your investments. Imagine if you could fill in all the gaps here. I mean, 80% had failed a basic retirement planning test, uh, according to Forbes magazine. All right, got to take another break. Show's called Your Money, Your Wealth.